Holy Gospel according to John. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found the one about whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to Philip, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked Jesus, Where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And Jesus said to him, Very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. You can be seated. Where are you from? It's a question that often comes up when you're making introductions, getting to know somebody. My answer to that question, where are you from, often depends on who I'm talking to and what kind of relationship that I'm navigating. If I'm traveling and I'm meeting someone casually that I will likely never talk to or run into again, I'll just say I'm from Houston because It's not worth the trouble of trying to explain different suburbs and how they're oriented around Houston. But if I'm developing a deeper bond with someone, I'll tell them that I'm from Yoakum because I want them to know the real me. The truth of my personal story is that I'm not from Houston and I'm not from Sugar Land or Pearland. I'm from Yoakum. And that requires much more explanation of the location and what it's like. The question of where Jesus is from is a common theme for the gospel according to John, which we're reading from. Who is Jesus? And the answer is critically tied to where he comes from. And you can tell something is off by the response that Nathaniel gives Philip when he's told about where Jesus is from. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Which is a hilarious bit of humor, by the way. You have to imagine a small town rivalry like the one that we had with Quero, where I'm from. Can anything good come out of Quero? It's also kind of like how Native Texans claim that Dallas isn't really a part of Texas, right? Or imagine this. Imagine the president of the United States is from Alaska. It's kind of impossible to imagine something like that. Someone so important coming from somewhere so remote and out of the way. And that's kind of the impossibility that Nathaniel is imagining when Philip tells him, We have found the one whom Moses and the law and the prophets wrote. Surely the chosen one from God 
can't come from someplace like Nazareth. Jesus's identity is connected to where he is from. As much as it is for you and for me, we are largely the products of our hometowns, our upbringings, where we were raised. It shapes us into who we are as adults. It shaped Jesus into who he was. And that's why Nathaniel is in such disbelief about why or how God's anointed one could be the product of a place like Nazareth. But the question of Jesus's origin is crucial to our theological understanding of who Jesus is. The gospel, according to John, back in chapter one, the beginning, starts with a very bold claim. Jesus is the word of God who was with God and who was God from the very beginning. And all places that exist in the world, Nazareth and Samaria and Jerusalem and all places in between, they all came into being through Jesus, the word of God. And somehow, impossible though it may be, the one through whom the entire world was created has shown up in that same world. And they didn't recognize him. The struggle of belief for the disciples, both then in the gospel and now today, is the belief that Jesus has two origins, two natures. And that they both exist in Jesus with completion and wholeness. Believing that Jesus was a real person who really existed is not that challenging part of a faith. The real question is whether we believe that Jesus is both from Nazareth and from God. Because the truth is of who Jesus is, rests in both of those origins. Jesus is the I am, true God from true God, from the very beginning. And Jesus is also human flesh, son of Joseph, Joseph and Mary, from somewhere as unlikely as Nazareth. To see Jesus as primarily from God or primarily from Nazareth, denies the fullness and the balance of both Jesus' divinity and his humanness. It was obvious that Jesus loved a good joke because his response to Nathaniel's doubt over Nazareth as a worthy place of origin, his response is just as playful back. Upon Nathaniel seeing, upon Jesus seeing Nathaniel, Jesus says, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. And that seems like a strange phrase to say, but it has something coded inside of it. It's a response that connects and compares Nathaniel to Jacob, whose story comes to us from Genesis. Jacob, you'll remember, is the twin, the son of Isaac, whose whole identity is wrapped in deceitfulness. Jacob, who tricked his father out of the blessing that was meant for his other brother. 
Jacob who wrestled with God and whose name was changed by God to Israel. Jacob, who God revealed the latter, but the angels ascending and descending. Jesus calls Nathanael a Jacob, but without the deceit. Just as God transformed the deceitful Jacob into Israel, the father of the 12 tribes, so is Jesus transforming Nathanael from doubt to faith as one of his first disciples. And that's really what this story is about. It's about the call to discipleship and seeing Jesus for who he really is. Discipleship is the thing that connects all of us together. It's what brings us to this place every week. We are baptized believers journeying on the road of life, following someone, following a preacher, following a teacher, following a healer, following a rabbi named Jesus, trying as impossible as it is sometimes, to model our own lives into the image of his, trying to love our neighbors and forgive as we've been forgiven. That's what disciples do. They are learning to be like Jesus. And we can't forget how this story started. Jesus found Philip. Philip found Nathaniel person to person. Following Jesus is by design, invitational and experiential. It all started with a three-word invitation. Come and see. Come and see. God is doing something here in new life. The Spirit is working and moving in this place. Come and experience it for yourself. We could spend all the money in the world on advertising for our church, but nothing will ever surpass the invitation that you extend to someone you know to come and see. Following Jesus is something you have to experience for yourself. You can't learn following Jesus secondhand. It is a way of life that is to be experienced. And the invitation is for you to experience this life. Come and see what it's like. Come and taste it at this table. Come and feel it. Come and smell it and hear it. Amen.